Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, running as a superhero. I chose Batman because it was, he, he himself is just a superhuman. He didn't come from another world or get bitten by a radioactive spider. So it, it really was a parallel for that. Just he trained himself up to be who he was. And I thought that would be something relatable to a lot of people. Running strong at 79. It makes you feel invincible. Uh, the impossible is possible. Uh, you know, the running high when I'm on a long run, like I just kind of did a long run yesterday, a very long run, and you're out there by yourself, and it just uh, takes you to places. In my life, I've solved a lot of problems while I'm running. I think the big thing is just the feeling it gives you, the euphoria, the, the, uh, you can't buy that kind of feeling. It's just, it's awesome. There's no way to describe it. Comedian Jessica Holmes runs a special 10K. It was really, really meaningful to me because... A, I thought I'd never get off the sofa, and and B, it sort of proved to me, metaphorically speaking, that my depression was pretty far behind me. On this edition of I Run Radio, a runner who used to do marathons dressed up as a superhero. An inspiring story of a runner still going strong in his late 70s. And comedian and author Jessica Holmes on how running has helped her overcome depression. Now, let's get things started with the editor and general manager of iRun, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey. I know for you, it's a, little, you yours. it's a little early to be saying that. You're, you're American, so you, you're used to Thanksgiving in November, although you've been here many, many years, so I'm sure you've adjusted to our Canadian traditions here. But, uh, but I hope you are having a great long weekend. Well, thank you very much, and to you too, and to all the listeners as well. I think we've had a wonderful year, and there's a lot to be thankful for. There is. And, uh, you know, a lot of good times had in our sneakers. Yeah, exactly. And, we, you know, we could spend the whole show listing all the things that we are thankful for, because I consider myself to be one of the luckiest people in the world, and I know you do too. I'm thankful for our friendship and the times we've had to run together, even though we don't live in the same city. Uh, I'm thankful for our weekly chats. And, you know, I'm just thankful to be alive and running, you know, in so many ways, not just not just, uh, you know, literally, but but metaphorically as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll take, you know, I, I, I'm thankful that I, I mean, I love participating in this community and I love trying to contribute to its betterment and i love to take our readers and take the stories that we heard and that we listen to and, and try to, to, to hold them up and maybe if we can do something and inspire people and let them know that you know you don't have to be touched by god or be given some sort of great gift just to get out there and run around your block a few times and if that could bring you a little bit of joy like you know i'm yeah. thankful that helps spread that message and um you know i just hope everybody has an opportunity to get out on this long weekend because i don't know if you how many of our listeners have children, but I know when the the more days that the kids are off from school and around the house, and I love that. <laughs> I really do. I'm thankful for it, but uh, having to run also is not so bad. Yeah, it eats into the time for sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so to put a fine point on yeah. it. Um, but you know what you just said there, I think, is, is uh, one of the most powerful things about running, and what I'm grateful for as well is the fact that there is something in my life that is so positive. You know, you can yeah. you can have all kinds of things going on in your life that are bringing you down or just that are a bit of a slog, right? You know, sometimes sure. work can be a slog. Sometimes, sure. you know, sometimes you've got things going on in your family that demand a lot of emotional energy and time and 
and they can be frustrating and you're dealing with personalities. And and fortunately, running brings mostly opportunity to, uh, to us. You know, we're lucky we get to run with other people. We're not really competing with them. We're, we're able to support each other. The running community, as I've said many, many times, is a place where you see everybody at their best. They're supportive. They're all chasing down their own goals. They're all trying to make themselves better. Um, so I'm thankful that I've got that in my life, that there's a space in my life that is a force of, of positivity. I love that. And here's the other thing. How many things in your life professionally are you waiting for the phone to ring or I need this to happen or I need yeah. that to happen? It's in your control, but also not. You know, certain sure. things have to happen. Certain companies have to be ready to work with us. Certain this and that. And, you know, uh, you, you just can't and you can't will them to be just because I really, really think this idea is so good for New Balance does not mean <laughs> that, uh, you know, but what I can control and what I'm not waiting for is when, you know what, I'm going to go do 10K right now. Yeah. I can control that. I can do it. I can do, I can win. I can get it. I can, I can cross it off my list. I can enjoy it when I go. I can listen to Tom Petty or not. And, uh, you know, I just love having that. I love wow. having something right that on. I'm not dependent on others for. We should mention, of course, next weekend is the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon. And in your city, that is capturing the attention of a lot of people. Of course, there are lots of people who've been training through the summer and early autumn for this event, are tapering now. So we want to wish them the best of luck. Absolutely. And look out for us and look out for our new issue. We'll be premiering our new issue that we're very excited about. And that will be in all of the race kits. And, uh, you know, we wish everybody luck. And obviously we'll be there. Um, rooting everybody on. Right on. Yeah, good luck to everybody who is going to be in the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon next weekend or whatever other events you're doing uh, this month or next month. I, I just ran the other day with a couple of people who are going to be doing the New York City Marathon the first weekend Ooh. in November. Very jealous okay. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope they enjoy that first experience in New York. Maybe we'll talk to uh, one of them on an upcoming show. Ben, thank you. And again, happy Thanksgiving to you and your whole family. To you two and yours. Ben Kaplan, iRun's editor and general manager. Coming up next, running marathons dressed as Batman. The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com. For several years, J.P. Hernandez ran marathons dressed as Batman. He did it to raise money for Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. That's a facility with which he has a very special connection. J.P., thank you for joining us on iRun Radio. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Mark. Really, really, really great to get to talk to you. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up running as Batman, as uh, one of the superheroes in uh, in some events in the Toronto area. Uh, it all begins when I was seven, and I will make a very long story short, but when I was seven years old, I was uh, diagnosed with a very bad case of um, uh, um, appendicitis. It actually ruptured one night, uh, and my, my father, my parents, they drove me to Sick Kids Hospital. And you know, as any parent would, and they saved my life at the hospital. But my experiences were of a joyful stay. Uh, I was blown away by the hospitality and the care that the staff gave me, and it really stayed with me for a number of years. So that's forward to when I get to my mid thirties and I'm deciding to run my first 
marathon, and I wanted to get back, but I wanted to do it with my own unique blend, uh, like a little bit of me. So, as a comic book uh, movie lover, I decided, sure, well, I'll, I'll just get in a costume and uh, yeah. and run for for sick kids. And I really never thought it would be what it ended up becoming, which was, um, you know, I, I was expecting it to be more of one and done kind of thing, but the the niche of it was so popular that I was asked by uh, the race organizers to, to come back and represent in uh, uh, 10K the following spring. So it's, it, it came to that. It was beyond my wildest expectations. Wow. So 25, 30 years later, you still remembered what happened to you when you were a child and wanted to give back. I do, yeah. It, it was because of the, as I mentioned, the, the wonderful care and dedication that the doctors and nurses and the staff at Sick Kids had in the early 80s then, and it was just left a last, last impression on me. And I really, really wanted to, to do something for them. I mean, I had in the 90s, you know, called in for their, uh, their telephone that they had over the, on TV, but it never really felt like it was a personal touch. It was, you know, just, there you go, you donate some money, but I wanted to do a unique spin on it. So this was my way of saying, of saying thank you. Thank you for saving my life. Thank you for allowing me to, to have a life. Uh, to live. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, what kind of reaction did you get when you ran as Batman? Well, I'll tell you, it was, uh, it was really nerve-wracking walking down um, a little side street uh, north of Queen Street, getting to the start line and just the stairs and stuff like that. But <laughs> as the race began, um, it, it was more than I expected. It just the people, you know, shouting your name, who you are, that was the point of it for me. It was, I, I'm a big fan of many superheroes. I mean, I grew up being a big fan of the Christopher Reeve Superman films, but I chose Batman because it was, uh, he, he himself is just a simple human. He didn't come from another world or get bitten by a radioactive spider. So it, it really was a parallel for that. Just he trained himself up to be who he was. And I thought that would be something relatable to a lot of people. You know, he's, he trained himself to be a martial artist and a criminologist and all whatnot. I have parallel to that in a sense of like, I, wanted to be relatable, and I think that's why Batman is so popular. That's a really interesting point, because Batman is human, and he, he is a superhero, but he's not a superhuman. He's not uh, from another planet and, and or anything like that. So what you're saying, ultimately, is that Batman is kind of uh, the equivalent of somebody who starts from nothing and then trains for a marathon or an Ironman or something like that. Exactly that, and, and I think that's why the character is so popular, to be popular and and people can you know in a sense relate to that and that's what i took in my training for my first my first marathon uh so the reaction just came back to your question the reaction from people was just overwhelmingly positive and, and mind-blowing how you know people are cheering on go batman go and i think more importantly for me personally were just the kids that i saw along the course and and some just you know the jaws dropping to the ground and seeing like this costume uh hero uh, in front of them is, is something I can definitely relate to. I was pretty much them when I was their ages uh, many, many years ago. So it was really, really cool to see. Um, and that's why it was it was very uh, humbling to be asked by the race organizers to come back to do the same thing. And then lo and behold, we had uh, people reach out to, to me to create a team, which, again, like I said, this, this was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> I was taken back by the, the positive response. So it was, it's truly a very special, has a special, a special place in my heart, uh, 
those interactions and meeting new friends eventually, people who become my best friends now. So eventually you ended up running as, with a group of people who were dressed as superheroes, right? That's correct. So it ended up becoming something called the Justice League Runners, where we had people dressed up as Superman, Green Lantern, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman. Uh, it was it was just like pinching it. just really happening. <laughs> um, and it's something so cool to see. And we made it a point that for what we did, we still wanted to be obviously, I mean, the, the, the symbols that you see of costume heroes represent something to so many people. And they inspire people, they inspire good. And, uh, you know, to be able to be a group of eight people that first time in 2014, running with like people back of the pack, people who are probably doing their first 10K or coming back to running, just, it was so positive to see and, and so inspiring to see people say, hey, you know what, seeing you guys, you lifted me up. Thank you for being around. You, you connect. And for many years now, running has been such a community, especially here in Toronto. I, I have always seen it that way, and it was never more so emphasized than in those races, for sure. So what's it like running a marathon in a Batman costume? Describe the costume, and, and how, does it, uh, how does it feel to be running in it? Well, it... It was consisted mostly of a um, uh, a compression outfit that I bought. So it was, um, fortunately, it all kind of worked out. The stars aligned themselves very well to find like a matching gray and uh, top and bottom. So that helped, especially with marathons, when your muscles are, as, as you would know, Mark, marathons can really wreck your wreck havoc on your body and your sore everywhere. So to have a compression suit on really helped alleviate some of that. Uh, but the question I get asked the most was, I got asked, was asked the most was, how was it in that mask? It yeah. was a full rubber mask. <laughs> um, I really, really wanted to play the part and play the role. Um, not something I definitely recommend. <laughs> it's uh, not forgiving, that's for sure. It, it, but it was something, again, you, for me, I took it where I, I looked at whom I was racing for or raising funds for. I would suffer for about five hours running a marathon. And it's certainly like, you know, my entire costume, especially the, the cowl on my head was not forgiving. But then again, I looked at it from a perspective of like, well, I get to recover. And those whom I'm running for may not be as lucky. So that was how I had to tell myself, you know what, it could be a lot worse. And I'm fortunate that, again, being saved by the doctors and nurses that sick kids so many years ago, I was given that chance. I, I really tried to do my my best to not complain about my circumstances wearing that thing uh, because I thought, you know what, I, I'm lucky. I need to really just keep that in mind and, and pursue it that way as I ran over 42.2 kilometers. That's a great perspective, but uh, you must have... There must have been a lot of sweat under that mask, right? I mean, you're, you would get hot under there. <laughs> in the world that works to get that stink out, I'll tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it was a very, very hot. I remember, uh, yeah, basically, um, you know, pool of sweat would kind of just kind of sit there and, yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't fun, but it was, it was fun. You know, it's uh, how many, I, I looked at it where how many times can I say that, you know, how many people in the world can say they, they ran a marathon dressed up as one of the rest, most recognizable superheroes in the whole world and I had, a great phase of my life that I was able to say that, and I did it for five years. 
uh, and I met friends from it, and I saw a lot of friends uh, daring to to be the same way. You know, people who really went to the extremes with their costumes. It's like, wow, this is this is why heroes are so valid. This is why superheroes are, especially now in this day and age and in, in the state of the world. This is why they hold such a uh, people hold them in such high regard, even if they are fictional. I, I've been inspired more by fictional characters uh, than anything else in my whole life, and it's just an honor to have been able to do what I could do for others. And I think one of the powerful things about your story is that you just sort of took this step. You you started out with this really great intention of helping the hospital that helped you, that saved your life. Uh, you took a step, you did something creative with it, and it sort of snowballed from there in ways that you didn't even expect. Exactly that. I, I As I mentioned, my, my first race, I was just going to be a, a one and done. And, and um, you know, it was going to be like, okay, that's a great way to do it. And then to, ask, to be asked to come back to help other people or continue to, to do something for other races was like, wow, really? Um, it was, it, thank you. It was, it's been an honor for me. I mean, even more so, the biggest honor I have is that I had met, I met more people who wanted to do the same thing as well. And you saw people who ended up coming on board being dressed as uh, Batwoman, Batgirl, um, Thor. Uh, you know, I wish, I wish we had a way of expanding it more to have a whole plethora of people. I remember the 2016 uh, Waterfront 10K was probably the biggest group we had. It was about maybe close to 20 people dressed up as various superheroes. I, I was blown away by that. I'm like, that is, it really, I need someone to pinch me right now because every year was so, so uplifting. Well, it's a very inspiring story, JP. Congratulations for what you've done, and the best of luck as you continue running. I know you're doing triathlons now as well. Uh, all the best in that, and thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you very much for, uh, for having me today, Mark. That's JP Hernandez, who for five years ran the Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon dressed as Batman. And here's an interesting footnote to that story. JP has actually gone back to school to work in the healthcare field because he wants to help more people. He was so inspired by the experience of running as Batman and from his own backstory of having been a patient at Sick Kids and raising money for them that he wanted to work in that area. So best of luck to JP going forward. Coming up next, Running Strong at 79. The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com. Our mutual friend Rick Shaver, who's been a guest on the show a few times, introduced me to Tommy Lettner. He's a 79-year-old marathoner from Mississauga and a tremendous champion of our sport. Tommy, welcome to I Run Radio. Very happy to be here, Mark. Uh, tell me when you got into running. This uh, you you didn't start uh, when you were young, right? No, I I didn't do any uh, any athletic activity like running or never compete in sports. I was a bit of a sissy as a kid, and sort of an inferiority complex. And the uh, but what uh, prompted me at age forty to uh, flirt with running was I uh, vanity kicked in. I've always been proud of my figure and wanted to maintain my boyish physique, but age catches up with you and the. Uh, so I, um, I got with the help of my wife. I 
I told her I was an alcoholic, and she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you filled my plate up, and I can't help myself. I eat everything. I'm an alcoholic, so we need help. So she helped me there, watched my portion size and so on, basically, and they took her. And with a year, I lost 30 pounds. She gave me a running watch. And as they say, one thing led to another. I just started jogging, but fortunately, I didn't realize I had any athletic ability, so I didn't go through the jog stage. And I, by the time my body got used to the pounding, I was ready to race. But up to that point, I'd be in races and you know, 5K, 10K, my wife would say, they quit smiling and waving at people, you're in a race for goodness sakes. But, but I didn't realize that I'd, uh, like yourself, I'd chosen my parents very carefully and had some genetic talent to see me through this. Right. And I just got caught up in it. If they if they said running caused cancer, I couldn't quit, Mark. I just, I love to run. I just, I can't, as you well know yourself, I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. So what is it that you love about it? Well, I guess, uh, it, it, you know, if you want to, it's, it makes you feel invincible. Uh, the impossible is possible. Uh, you know, the running high when I'm on a long run, like I just got a, did a long run yesterday, a very long run, and you're out there by yourself, and it's just, it just takes you to places. In my life, I've solved a lot of problems while I'm running. Uh, I used to be a lender when I worked uh, for, for the bank, and I'd solve a lot of lending problems I thought were insoluble during a run. Uh, I think the big thing is just the feeling it gives you, the euphoria, the, the you can't buy that kind of feeling. It's just, it's awesome. There's no way to describe it. Yeah, you describe it well, and I, I really relate to everything you've said there, uh, because that, that's what it means to me as well. It's sort of, uh, it's like this test that that asks you every day, you know, are you going to do it or are you not? And every time you do it, you feel like, yeah, I ticked that box today and I, I rose to the challenge. Well, well, my personal philosophy is... Uh, there's a difference between being alive and living. Being alive is breathing. Living is, is being out of breath sometimes. And I, I chose to be alive when I'm living, and it, uh, it sure made a difference in my life. I mean, the, uh, I, it, it gives me options. That's the other big thing. It gives me options to be able to do things. I, instead of saying the golden years, I like to call them the uh, gourmet stage of life, or the age I'm at. It enables you to, to do things that you a younger person does that you wouldn't normally be able to do if you didn't have the fitness level. Yeah. You know, and, and it sounds like before you started running, and I can relate to this as well, you were a bit of a compulsive eater. I'm, I'm like that as well. If there's food there, I, I just want to eat it. I can't, I find it hard to stop. Oh, very much so. I mean, whatever my wife put in my plate, I ate it. And she's a gourmet cook. I mean, and just, I, and that's why I said I was an alcoholic. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just can't help myself. I need help. So it was a 12-step program. <laughs> but... Yeah. Now, I'm more or, or a, pro- now, a program with well. thousands of steps, which is running a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. tell me about when you when you went from sort of running for exercise and staying in shape and losing a bit of weight to actually doing marathons. Well, I, my first marathon was in two thousand and four. I just um, uh, I came off an Ironman and. Uh, I don't. I don't have a coach as such. I'm sort of self-taught, uh, coached. And the uh, there's a young fellow half my age. Always gave me very good advice. And the uh, so I said, John. I said, do you, uh, do you think I could? And it was the Toronto International Marathon. I said, do you think I could run uh, run a marathon after coming off an Ironman three weeks earlier? He said, Tom. He said, you're really fit. He said, go for it. You'll be fine. And so that was my first Boston qualification. It just the way it turned out. Wow. And the, yeah, that was pretty exciting. So the uh, and then in uh, in 2006. That year, I qualified, I qualified for for the World Championships in Hawaii, the Kona Ironman, and uh, I'd also qualified for Boston. So in that year, I did the Ironman World Championship uh, triathlon in Kona, ran the Boston Marathon, 
and then uh, I've always wanted to scuba dive, and the, uh, so I thought that was at age 66. I thought, well, I'll give that a, a shot. So I did my training here, the pool training, and then did my open water dives in Hawaii and got certified there. So at the end, I got those three things out of the way. I thought, well, what else is there in life? I might as well lie down and wait for the end. There's nothing, nothing more. But uh, I found there's lots more since then. Yeah, so. there's always something more, right? Oh, for sure. And that's yeah. the other thing, I think. It just... You know, it just gives you so many opportunities. I mean, the, uh, I got I, I got into a commercial because of my fitness uh, with a CrossFit commercial um, and a banking commercial. Like, Look what older people are doing kind of thing, what you can do with your retirement. And there's just so many aspects of it when you just let life take charge, you know, uh, stop worrying about things and, <laughs> and you just get on with it. Yeah. And and so obviously it's hard to know, but you're a healthy guy. You're 79. You're running. You're doing marathons, triathlons. Uh, it's it's sort of uh, it's hard to know whether you're able to do that because you're healthy or you're healthy because you're doing that, right? You know that's that's a very good question, Mark. I you know I often wondered about that. I I think the quality is no question whether I live any longer. I don't know. I think uh, with what I'm doing, uh, especially some people think you're, you know, kind of silly or whatever at this age, you're beyond the pale uh, in what you're doing. I mean, you don't need to do what I'm doing for, I think, for good health and fitness. Right. Uh, I, I just enjoy it so much, and, and I don't see my doctors fully on side with what I'm doing. Uh, you know, he's a big fan of mine, has a picture in his office. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, I, can't, I can't help it. It's, it's addictive. And, the, uh, and I, you know, and I have a decent, uh, I do decent well at it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the feeling of euphoria. The uh, uh, I think one of the big things you asked me earlier: why do I do it? Uh, the I, I sometimes have spoken to running uh, room uh, groups for motivational purposes, that sort of thing, and I always tell them that if you can end up at my age and be reasonably happy with yourself, ninety-five percent of the time you, you've been successful in life. Because I think everybody ends up at this age and they start second-guessing themselves and looking at their baggage and think I should have done this, done that, but I, I guess maybe I'm a great rationalizer, but 95% of the time I'm happy with myself. I think that's a big advantage to being fit and active. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and look, you are uh, you must do well in your age group because your age group uh, at a lot of these events would not be very big, right? That's very true. Uh, the uh, Sometimes in the uh, the upper ages, like 75 to 79, the group I'm in now, you might get one. You may be you may, the, the toughest competition may be myself. Right. Uh, but that's why I've done. Uh, I've been doing a couple of Olympic triathlons in the uh, in the Team USA, uh, the National Olympic Championships in uh, in Cleveland. I've done them for the last two years, and I really enjoy them because my age group. Uh, the last year I had uh, 22 in 75 to 79. This year I had. Uh, uh, sorry, this year I had 22. Last year I had 20 in the. 75 to 79 age group so so much fun to have that kind of, kind yeah. of competition you know yeah and so i enjoy that so what are some of but your I do, I do it anyway yeah of course and and so what are some of your goals going forward what do you still want to do with running well i guess this year right now i'm training for another ironman in september barrel in september 28th the goal is i'd i dearly love to get one of those hawaiian salad bowls i call them salad bowls i'm sure i'm being disrespectful <laughs> i don't mean to be those are the... I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce the Hawaii name, but right. I have These a are... pretty good chance of podium as long as uh, podium as an eighty-year-old in uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. If I can just make it across the finish line, because they don't normally go. They go five deep in the uh, in the World Championships uh, triathlon in Kona, but uh, quite often they might. Like last the last time I was there, they only didn't have anybody in the 80 to eighty-five year you know, age bracket. So 
I just have to stagger across the finish line with any luck, and I'll get a salad bowl, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my long-range goal. But I guess the big thing is, Mark, is just to keep going as long as I possibly can. Um, the uh, you know, as it, it, just the rewards of running, the benefits it provides, the, fee, the feeling of euphoria you get. I I feel invincible at times, and I you know it's it's silly, but to, to be to be my age and forget how old you are is a pretty nice feeling. That's terrific. And, you know, I have to share with you is sometimes when I'm out for a run by myself and I'm, I'm heading towards home, I will think to myself about, you know what, I'm, I'm this age, uh, it's a beautiful day, and I'm alive and I'm running. And, and I'm so lucky to be in that situation. Do you think that sometimes, too? Oh, absolutely. I, I just keep counting my blessings. I've, of course, at my age, I've lost a number of friends. I have a very dear friend that did my first Kona qualifier race in Ironman, Wisconsin with me, who has ALS, and he's much younger than I am. It's just, you, I pinch myself every time. I uh, I just, you know, when you say count your blessings, I just live for tomorrow. It's, uh, I'm so lucky, Mark, I just can't uh, overemphasize that. I mean, I, I've been, you know, that's where the, I've avoided the major illnesses, generally speaking. I've had some flirts with things, that were wrong diagnosis, thank goodness, but I mean, it, you know, just to be this healthy and this alive, and that's that's what running does for you and fitness does for you. And I just, uh, I want to go as long as I possibly can. I know the, uh, the other shoe's going to drop at some point, but the hardest thing for me, I think, will be aging is not the wrinkles. I don't mind looking old or getting old, but the physical decline will be the tough thing for me, I think. Yeah. You, you're, the worst would be to start feeling old, and obviously you don't yet, based on all that you're doing. Oh, absolutely not. I yeah. I just, you know, and I don't live in the past in terms of my times, uh, you know, thinking I did this, did that. I, I, you know, for my age, I do very, very well in the run. I'm a pretty good runner. And the uh, and the good news, the thing is, I always, the thing is, because I missed the jock stage, you see, I when I get into my age group there, the, a lot of guys are old guys. Or I, I'm an old guy, too, but I'm really, really fit. And everything's intact. Everything works. So, so I think that gives me a leg up. Yeah. Well, it's very inspiring to hear you talk about running, Tommy. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on iRun Radio, and best of luck to you in the future. Thank you so much, Mark. I've enjoyed it. appreciate the opportunity. That's Tommy Lettner of Mississauga, Ontario. Coming up next, comedian Jessica Holmes. The Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon is flat, fast, and festive. And this year, it's celebrating its 30th birthday. On October 20th, join some of Canada's fastest racers and compete for yourself on their 5K, half marathon, and marathon course. Register now at torontowaterfrontmarathon.com. Jessica Holmes has been making Canadians laugh for many years. She has also inspired many of us by sharing her battle with depression. She recently wrote a book called Depression the Comedy, A Tale of Perseverance. And a few weeks ago, she ran a 10K race to honor overcoming mental illness. Jessica, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us on IRUN Radio. So awesome. How you doing, Mark? Great. How are you? I'm wonderful and loving this season. Yes. Yes, and it's long. It was long overdue. I'm trying to put the the miserable spring we had out of our minds because <laughs> it was it was uh, delayed summer, but it's finally here, and we're getting some nice hot temperatures, and and I like that. Absolutely. So I've just had to keep my drinks on ice for a while longer, and yeah, then the party <laughs> exactly. started. Yeah, that's the one of the things about summer. The only thing I don't like is the ice melts too quickly, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then you get the diluted drink. Anyway, I, I can live with that. Um, yeah, that's why I have the uh, little 
beer holder. Right. The little beer <laughs> chamois or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> beer cozy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I saw you sharing on social media a few weeks back uh, the fact that you did a 10K race in May. And mm-hmm. uh, for you, it was an important milestone. And, and you were doing it to kind of share your story once again and, and to, uh, to kind of mark uh, a, a difficult time in your life, right? Um, well, yeah, I, I only started running because I had depression. I was suffering from depression. And uh, my therapist said, well, what would get you off the sofa? And I said, nothing. And she said, well, would a dog get you off the sofa? And of course, I thought, well, if it's a really sad dog. So anyhow, my psychiatrist actually wrote me a prescription for a dog, a sad looking dog. <laughs> and uh, I started walking it and eventually started running it. And um before you know it, a couple of years have passed and I'm running a 5K every day with her and then signed up for the Sporting Life 10K. So it was really, really meaningful to me because A, I thought I'd never get off the sofa and and B, it sort of proved to me, metaphorically speaking, that my depression was pretty far behind me. Yeah. And and I've talked to other people who have been through similar experiences, and it there is something. Uh, obviously, there's the benefit of physical exercise, and and we, and the, there's been research done on the links to mental health of that. So there there's a mm-hmm. there's that, but there's just something symbolic about it too, right? Well, I just I used to look at people who ran races and marathons. I remember when I was a kid in Ottawa, I would watch the Ottawa Marathon with my mom and I would I would like cry because I was so touched by the amount of energy and force and um, stick-to-itiveness that these people must have to have to train for something like that. And so then to be actually running one felt huge to me. And quite frankly, the 10K is mainly a downhill 10K, the one that I was doing. So uh, it's not, you know, other definitely experienced runners might be like, oh, ho, ho, that's a novice hill or something. <laughs> but for me, I felt like really proud and emotional. And um, yeah, it just, it showed me that I had come a long way. So yeah. I was really grateful to run it. Yeah, look, a 10K is a 10K, Jessica. It doesn't, you mm-hmm. don't have to describe the course and, and minimize it or diminish it in any way. It's still 10K. You've still got to get from the finish, from the start line to the finish line using your own only your legs right that's the you're right you're right yeah. you know what i i will own it <laughs> i will own it proudly yeah so how did you feel when you completed it uh i felt amazing i felt amazing um i i i was sort of surprised because in my training the longest i'd run was an 8k and then in this one i managed to run it without stopping and uh I was sort of, I was sort of blown away by it. It it took an hour and, and I was floored by it. I missed my dog. I wish my dog could have run it with me, but I understand you can't have, you know, 20,000 people with dogs all at once. Um, But I I loved it. And then I took a few weeks off running uh, afterward. And uh, now I've started back up again. Of course, it's much harder in this heat. I think I need to start setting my alarm for (laughs) 6am. But uh, but I I felt great. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. And you know you've I I've told you before about how much I admire you for sharing your story, and uh, you've been public about uh, suffering from depression, and and I think that you know when when you share a story like that, obviously you're going out on a bit of a limb, but you're inspiring other people to 
to to take on whatever they're taking on and face it and and maybe take up running or do whatever it else, whatever it is in their life that's going to make a difference for them. Um, and so, yeah, what I and I try and be realistic in those posts because the, the truth is that people who are in a funk, it would never necessarily occur to them that they could do a 5k or a 10k or something so what i try and just remind people of is that everything counts when it comes to exercise even if it's just taking the stairs once a day instead of the elevator even if it's um reaching for veggies instead of fast food once a day um whatever small thing you do and you would know this as an exerciser that uh it kind of snowballs you feel empowered by each little thing you do and then you kind of find the energy to take on slightly bigger and slightly bigger and um so it's kind of the tony robbins <laughs> school of thought where it's like start small have a small victory and uh, let that propel you forward yeah i think that's such a great point because it is it is so incremental and i think it's a great metaphor for life as well that uh you know when nobody who has run a marathon starts out being able to run a marathon but they get mm-hmm. from they get from not being able to run a marathon to being able to run a marathon literally or a 10k or a half marathon literally one step at a time you just move kind of mm-hmm. one step forward and and you go a little further each time and then you get there and there are so many things in life that are like that even though we hear all these stories about overnight success and and lose weight fast and get rich quick and all of that kind of stuff i think life really yeah. is much more about you're kind of in point, at point a and you just start moving in the direction of point b no matter how slowly you're going you just start pointing yourself in that direction. Yeah, I gave a talk the other day where I I was basically saying most speakers are going to come out and they're going to have some grand story of climbing Mount Everest or they're going to have some grand story of a big aha moment they had where they transformed their lives in the snap of a finger um, by making a brave choice. Um, and for me, I feel like if I'm being honest, the the beautiful life I think I've built for myself today was just built on tiny little sustainable changes. And it's things like trying to be the first one to forgive in an argument with my spouse or um, doing, I do four minutes of Tabata every day or being a little more mindful when I'm at the grocery store. Like for me, that's how I've built my ideal life. And so I kind of think when people are set up with huge goals, I think it it can do more damage than good. It can harm their self-esteem. So I love the thought of just having your own small victory, setting it for yourself. And I hope that people on social media will know you can brag about the tiniest of victories. I know a lot of, a lot of people are yeah. on there saying, like, I ran this marathon or I, I did this huge thing today. Um, but I would love to see people saying like you know what i really didn't feel like doing anything today but then you know what i did i went out for a bike ride how awesome yeah yeah i think that's great and uh so you've you're running again and and you're running with your dog again is that part of the routine Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i guess because i'm not i'm not a person who necessarily loves running it's not something i i (laughs) am am that motivated to do if it was by myself but i always tell myself you know what my dog i I owe this to her and uh so she gets me out every single day and we go to high park which has a beautiful off-leash trail for uh dogs and their owners and uh so it's pretty like i'm I'm just so happy watching her enjoy (laughs) 
the run as much as I do. And I've, I've grown into a person who really enjoys the run and the, the kind of high at uh, checking how far I went after. Yeah. So there you go. See, that that's the thing is you found a way to make it work. You found a way to to have that incentive to go, even if it wasn't something you were kind of jonesing to do yourself. You, yeah. you, you, you did it for the dog, and then before you know it, you suddenly discover this is something you're liking and looking forward to, and it becomes a little bit of a, a habit and a routine, and, and you're, you're doing it on a regular basis, right? Oh yeah, so I I love tricking myself into all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of motivation because, like I said, I'm not necessarily the world's best self starter. So uh, I I will do something like I'll post on social media, hey, I'm going to do this little workout tomorrow morning. Anybody want to join me? And um, so that then forces me to have to do that workout the next day. Or I'll mention online, I'm going to try this recipe, and you know, then bang, you have to do it. Um, even for my husband and I, when we want to get our house clean, we uh, invite people over for the following week. <laughs> and then we know we have to do like a mad You got to tidy up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Whatever works. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So do you uh, do you think you'll do another 10K or something else like that down the road? Oh, I hope so. I think it would be a good thing for me to sign up for every spring just to make sure I don't get out of the habit. Um and, and to stay healthy. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I am 46 and I just, I feel more and more invigorated every year. And I would say I'm probably healthier today than I was in my twenties. I eat healthier. I exercise more. And so I'm really motivated to kind of keep setting these goals and to not, to not slow down. Yeah, it's until a, I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, if only we knew all this stuff now, the, the in our twenties, right? Like I, I always think I've, I, I would have never eaten all that junk food in my in my twenties. You know, if I, you know, my whole twenties, every single day for lunch, I had a bowl of white rice and a can of Coke. That was, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, so if I tried getting away with that today, yeah, um, no, 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 my my body would be like, uh, I can't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow in your 20s, it's fine. Yeah. It's amazing we live to be 30, you know, in a way, given all the crazy <laughs> things know. we do in our 20s. But anyway... Well, Jessica, it's uh, it's inspiring. I really I, I was moved by your, the the message you sent out on social media when you ran the 10K, and it was clear what it meant to you. And I and uh, I've I've always been a big fan of your work, but I'm an even bigger fan of the message that you send out about mental health and the fact that you've shared your story because I know it has inspired and affected so many other people. So thank you for what you're doing. Congrats on the 10K. Keep it going, and thanks for being on the show with us today. I really appreciate it. And if anyone is struggling with their mental health, I hope they'll check out my book, Depression, the Comedy. And uh, it's a fun read and, and it'll show you it's, for me, recovery was just very small steps. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Mark. That's comedian and author Jessica Holmes. Her book is called Depression, the Comedy, A Tale of Perseverance. In the weeks ahead on Iron Radio, a story from the recent Berlin Marathon and from the couch to running ultra marathons i hope you can join us next week on i run radio and once again happy thanksgiving everyone thank you for listening have a great week